time for the next wave. Scores! Braden Point got it done. 35 seconds into overtime. There are great players. Ryan O'Reilly, come get the Consmite Trophy. Superstars. Puck up free, score! Bergeron, who tied the game and won it in overtime. Even Hall of Famers after the first round. Becky scores! All right, on to the next wave now, Craig. And the first player we're starting with is Dmitry Sladeyev, a center with uh, Moscow in the MHL, ranked 50th on the Craigslist. And I could not find uh, any really video of him. So you'll have to tell me a little bit about this guy. Um, I, I guess I'm, I'm learning about him for the very first time. So describe him to me. Well, how I would describe him to you is as is a player that's just a really smart two-way player. I, I don't think he's going to put up significant offensive numbers, but you are going to want him out on the ice because he, he's competitive. He's determined. He's hard. So how, how do we try to uh, convey what type of player he is? Well, we use comparables. And the comparable player that I would use to describe Dimitri is Dallas Star centerman Radic Faxa. You know, huh. and, and Radic was a first round draft pick. So, you know, Dimitri's not going to be a first round draft pick. And when you when you watch him play, he, he's got that style of game. He, he he's he's in the middle of everything. He he he's competitive. He's determined. He's hard. He wants to win the puck. And if he doesn't win the puck, he, he he's going to try to come back and win it in the next in the next space. Uh, he can make plays. He knows where to get the puck. I, I think he's got a really good, strong understanding of where his game is and, and what his strengths are. A lot of times, you know, you get younger players that have been so good in one area of the game and, you know, and, and maybe they're not going to be that good at the next level and they have to learn that. I, I, in the case of Dimitri, I, I don't think he falls into that category. I think he knows what type of player he is. I think he plays to those strengths. And I think that that's why I, when I watch him play, I see him give up the puck. He knows he's not a natural goal scorer. He knows. So where do I need to get the puck where we can take greater advantage offensively? That speaks to real, real significant hockey sense. And, you know, he's powerful. He's got, he's got a, he's got a powerful, he's got a, he's got a powerful approach to the game. And it's not just the determination and initiative. It's physically, he's in there. He doesn't dip a toe. He doesn't reach in. He's, he's fully invested in, in, in all the areas of the game where he's trying to gain an advantage. And that's with the puck. That's without the puck. That's offensively and defensively. And, you know, he, 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 he might, I mean, I have him rated in the top 50, but he might not be drafted to the third or the fourth round or anything. And remember, I'm not trying to project the draft with my list. I'm trying to project potential and where I ultimately see the players. I, I think that Dimitri's a, a really, really solid player that has a chance to be a good NHL player for a number of years. 
I think that's such a good point that you just made. And I don't know if you'll read my mind because that's what I wanted to ask you is that, you know, the, the NHL draft is not the your fantasy hockey draft where you're looking for all the all-star points or, or you're, you know, making an all-star team. The NHL draft is, you know, okay, building an organization with uh, strong players. And and like you said, this, this is a player who might slip to, you know, round three or four or whatever, but a player that an organization says – He's going to fill a role. He knows already what role he needs to fill. He has that mentality. It's almost like turnkey once he develops uh, to be ready uh, to step into that role and and not a guy that's trying to play above his means. And every NHL hockey team, look at the Stanley Cup Finals right now. You need those, whatever you want to call them, role players if you want. And and they're so important to winning championships. Well, they are, and and you need balance in your lineup. I mean, everything yeah. being equal, I I would love to have you know Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl though, and and that depth of skill on every line, but you can't because there's only right. so many of them. And so so now where do you, where do you find advantages in your lineup with with other players? And you know, Dimitri's a, 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 a really a strong skater, a quick skater, and he's smart. So you you put you put the competitiveness with the skating, with the with the with the IQ, well, those are all qualities that I think can help a team be successful. And we see examples of it in the in, in the playoffs every single year. So when when I when I look at, at, at what he is and how he plays, like yeah, I think that he can be a, a, a real good player. Now let me just let me just share a couple of things with you. Okay. He, he is a player that when I look at it, that, you know, we talk about the pause. So everything came to a screeching halt, a pause on March 12th. So mm-hmm. I, I've had the opportunity to watch Dimitri for a number of years <laughs> before this year. And right. so I, I like I have a I, like I have a, a, a lot of viewings on him. I think that a player like this, when we start talking in whatever year's time, if he progresses in the manner that I think he can progress, that people might be saying, how did they get him in that round? And I think go. a big reason will be he didn't have an opportunity at the to come back and play at the U18. And I think that that, for a player like him, we're playing in Russia, playing in the MHL, you know, the U18 affords an opportunity for the key decision makers from every organization to be watching. And and while he may be on the radars of, of teams and they may have seen him at point, it, 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 it's exactly that tournament where you look at and go, you know, a little bit greater confidence to draft him earlier or a little bit greater confidence to say, this is what we're getting and we're going to celebrate it. So when we look back, you know, it very well could be the case that he was a player that got impacted because of the pause in terms of his draft status. That is an excellent thing to watch, and I, and I really look forward to that. And, you know, I mentioned that, uh, you know, if you're drafting your fantasy lineup, uh, whether this guy is uh, valuable or not. But, you know, I'll tell you, Craig, in the ultimate fantasy hockey league, this is a guy who would be perfect because uh-huh. he's going to be a good cap hit when he eventually gets there. He's going to fill a role. And that league is almost identical to the NHL. It's so, you know, there are some things that are a little bit different because nothing can be the exact same. And that leads us to the upcoming draft. These players that we're talking about, as you know, this is how the draft works. The first 
two rounds get auctioned off to the franchises. So guys like me, and then all the rest of the players are available to Trish and yourself and the other scouts. And let me tell you, Trish has been on me the last two weeks about the draft and rankings. And she's wondering who's going to slip out of the second round. That's going to be available because then it's the guys like you that put your knowledge to work in the ultimate fantasy hockey league and start scooping up all the third to seventh as we know craig there are so many great players after the first round i i can't wait to watch your mind work and and trisha's barking orders to see what happens with high level scouting in the ultimate fantasy hockey league well uh, listen we just talked about dimitris loneyev and get him on the list all right, I'll pass that on to Trish for sure. So uh, okay. it, it, it better be on the list before this episode airs because we don't want to be giving away anything. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, there's going to be so many players, and and that's the beautiful thing. And and that's this is the only fantasy platform where I've seen have a scouting platform and it just opens up such a new avenue to so many different people who go to junior games and love watching it. So we're so glad that you're a part of uh, the ultimate uh, franchise uh, or the ultimate fantasy hockey league. Well, yeah, and I'm thrilled to be part of it. And, you know, one of the, one of the things that I would say to, you know, prospective scouts and the people that have interest in scouting is that, you know, this also gives you an opportunity to watch players, to hear about players, to assess players, and, and to test yourself, you know, based on what you've seen, based on what you've heard, based on what you've analyzed, you know, from video or from data or whatever it may be. And, you know, like really show, okay, you know, we all have beliefs and philosophies and confidences in terms of assessing players, but nothing's perfect. And as you refine that and as you continue to go through it and the Ultimate Fantasy League gives you that opportunity to do exactly that. So don't let this be an opportunity that you, uh, that you don't use uh, to advance uh, your scouting prowess. Yeah, and raise your reputation and make yeah. uh, some uh, money on the side as well. And and maybe one of those guys, and sorry to give away all of our secrets possibly, but let's talk about Tyler Tulio, a right winger with Oshawa of the Ontario Hockey League, ranked 61 on the Craig's list as we continue in the next wave. And uh, the the things I've read about him, uh, that, that he has a motor that doesn't stop running. It's kind of one of those phrases that comes up around this guy. Is that is that what you see? I absolutely do. And, you know, I see a player that's smart. I see a player that's skilled. The other thing that I always hear, and, and, and it's one of the things that I'm never going to stop hearing it, oh, is he big enough? Oh, he doesn't look like he's strong enough. Well, you know, is he going to be able to play at his size? He's 17 years old. Are you kidding me? Like, of course he's going to get stronger. Of course he's going to get better. And I don't know why people want to fall into this trap of looking at a player. The whole idea of scouting, assess the qualities, and then you got to take those qualities and determine if you can be able to uh, translate that to the NHL with potential and once you physically mature. Now, Tyler, I talk about it. He's competitive, he's smart, he's skilled. Once the physical maturity comes – those things aren't going away. Now, one of the things that really impressed me about Tyler was the Oshawa Generals made a trade for Philip Tomasino at the trade deadline in January. And uh, I saw Oshawa play, I want to say three, I'd, it might have been four, I know it was three times for sure, uh, after Philip's uh, acquisition. 
And they put Tyler over on the wing and had Phillip play in the middle of the ice. Now, Phillip is a great skater drafted by Nashville in the first round. And I, I like Phillip in the middle. I like Phillip's ability to, to have more room to use that speed. But what I saw in Tyler, you know, you're switching positions and they wanted to have Tyler play with Phillip because, you know, Tyler's so skilled. But it, it, it takes a different type of acumen, a different type of, of understanding of the game to play on the wing and to play with a player that fast that needs the puck when he's moving, that knows how to get open and recognize how that player is creating space with his with his speed, and then to be able to take advantage of it, not only so, so he can uh, be at his best, so you can be at his best. I absolutely saw that with Tyler. It really helped me understand that this is a versatile player in Tyler. This is a player that can play in different positions on your team, but it's not easy to play with skilled players. You have to be smart and, and understand what they're doing and at the same time understand how you can take advantage of it. Tyler did uh, a great, great job of it and really demonstrated that to me in a significant way. Yeah, it really seems to be opportunistic, knows the right spot to, to be in, to be able to finish off plays. And we, we've talked about that in the past, as that being a skill. Um, as for his shot, how would you rate his shot as a as a as just a, a goal scorer? Well, I mean, so, you know, I'm always, we're always confronted with this leading into the draft. We, we ask about a shot, right? Just mm -hmm. about every player's shot is not, not very good. It's average to weak heading into an NHL draft because I'm looking at the shot. Can you beat NHL goalies with it? Connor McDavid, I mean, the best player on the planet. Okay, Like, he had to work on a shot. I mean, this is a, a, a perfect player coming into the NHL, you know, in every single regard, except the shot wasn't very good. But we ask ourselves why. Why was his shot not very good? Number one, physical maturity. But number two, he never had to use his shot. He skated around everybody and scored within five feet of the net, right? Mm. <laughs> so it's the same thing with Tyler. Tyler isn't strong enough to overwhelm goaltenders with a shot. It, 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 will it get better as, as he gets stronger? Absolutely it will. But the shot that I'm looking at at this stage of the game is, you know, how, how does he get it off in traffic? How does he get his hands set, you know, when he's being checked by a defender? How, how does he free his hands in tight? You know, you might have his body checked, but does he get his hands open? And does he have the touch in and around the net or in those spots uh, to score or to make a goaltender, you know, really challenged to make the save? So what I would answer to that is, yeah, Tyler has that. And so, yeah, and that's the so, ability so to improve. Uh, yeah, well, and I'm trying to look through the layers of scoring, of, of shot, yeah, the velocity and and over doesn't have it, but and and I and, and I'm not using like I don't want to use this like like, like in a negative way, but right. David Shazowski was the second overall pick to the New York Islanders. He had 60 goals in his draft year. He had a tremendous shot. He had an unbelievable shot. He overpowered goaltenders. So now you ask yourself, you know, what kept him from being that player at the National League level? I mean, there was no way you were looking at David Chizowski and saying he's not going to go to the NHL. But what I would suggest, if you go back and look and try to understand what may have, what's, you know, one of the things that may have kept him from being prolific at the NHL level was maybe he wasn't able to get the shot off in traffic. Maybe he wasn't able to have that quick release. Maybe he wasn't able to free his hands as well as he did in junior. And 
you know, we're not we're not talking about a player that wasn't incredibly proficient at scoring goals and overpowering goalies, but it's not just about overpowering. This is a serious message. Craig Button joins us on the Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports Hotline. Become a scout and make money while providing prospects to the Ultimate Franchise Hockey League. Pay that man his money. I'm your huckleberry. Check out the details at www.uffsports.com. It's serious. I like it a lot. I said we got a winner. UFFS, you own the game.